0: The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. And thegorillaposition.com.
1: Telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers.
0: Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by and a proud part of the Roar Network. Also presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. We are sponsored by CollarNevilleBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. Also in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. Also our newest sponsor, Silly Rabbit Vape Shop, located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. Mention Turnbuckle Talk for a discount on all your vape juice and hardware. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. You can listen to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and the majority of those other podcatchers out there as well. As always, I am Big Joe.
1: I'm Carl Carrafel. All
0: right, Carl. Another week has come and gone, sorry, in the world of professional wrestling. And speaking of come and gone... (laughs) <laughs> i think you know where i'm going with this and probably our listeners a certain championship title was misplaced a little bit of the bubbly want some bubbly look at this stuff huh misplaced the damn thing was stolen <laughs> uh, dude i never when i first saw this i was like this has got to be like checking see if it's kayfabe news checking to see you know just it's he lost he just legit straight up lost the bell curl. I I didn't think that that could ever happen. (laughs) Yeah, me either. I guess it was just a huge, big misunderstanding
1: of sorts. I guess uh, Jericho hopped into a limo, went to go somewhere to eat. Limo took off, (laughs) went and got another client. That client went and took the wrong bags. And yeah, this whole kerfuffle (laughs) happened from there.
0: And then... I guess the belt was supposedly found in its bag, out in the middle of the road or middle of a highway or something, and the person turned it into uh, the police. And then, strangely enough, um, that local police's Facebook page, like they posted a post up with the the officer holding the belt up, though you know we found it and blah blah blah. And then, strangely enough, they they, they took that post down. So I'm like, Is, are, they, are they working us? You know, Jericho did these uh, little promos, and of course, Jericho, you know, knowing him, he Took advantage of this and kind of made it uh, kind of an interesting little thing there. Of course, the, the memes on the internet have been going crazy with uh, the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. Want some bubbly? Look at this stuff. Huh? And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, an interesting thing that I think could have really blown up in their face. And as I had mentioned with uh, Joe Atherton on Tabor's Authors and Chairs this past week, they turned in a bit of a positive and they, they got the world buzzing over a lost championship title belt.
1: They definitely did. And I mean, it was obviously it's the world of professional wrestling. We're going to make things as big and boisterous as we possibly can. Right. Yeah. So this title was taken. It was lost. It's gone. So of course we got to make a storyline out of this. Mm -hmm. There's already another AEW championship belt. That's been made. It's already made. There's already one there in case Mm -hmm. something happens. (laughs) Right. And it it just so happens that, wait, wait a second. yep, okay, we might have to use this one. So let's, you know, make sure that we've got it and whatever. And let's let's make a storyline out of this. Let's make it that it's been stolen. Let's make it that it's missing. Let's have Jericho go out there. And he did amazing promos with this talking about we're going to get the best of the top private investigators (laughs) on this. And like it, it was it was intense and it was like really cool. And then the police department foiled it all.
0: Yeah, it, it, like I said, when they when they took that Facebook post down, I'm like, it would be it's very unlike the cause as, as far as I know, I, I don't know what the laws are regarding this in the United States, but in Canada, I'm pretty sure it's illegal to file a wrongful police report. So it just it, it, there were a lot of layers and a lot of intrigue and a lot of. Conspiracy going on with this, it had a little bit of everything. It, it reminded me almost kind of, um, you know, this is maybe a little obscure reference for people, but if you remember back to one of the early iPhones, I believe it was the iPhone four was about to come out, and somebody had left it in a bar, and then somebody got a hold of it, and they uh, they leaked it out, and then supposedly then the, the guy's girlfriend ratted him out, and so there it was like a little bit of everything. It, it, it almost kind of felt like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A little bit of everything. It was, it was crazy. And, uh, hey, it still has the wrestling world talking. We're, we're a week later mentioning on this podcast. So, I mean, AEW <laughs> making the headlight news over something as ridiculous as a misplaced wrestling belt as a result of maybe a little too much of the, the bubbly sort of speaking. And of course now there's t-shirts and there's memes and uh, it's crazy.
1: Oh yeah, there's there's memes, there's little video clips, there's the t-shirts, there's yeah. the, I mean, why not capitalize on and make as much merchandise as you possibly can? This is just free promotion <laughs> that's been done for yeah. the company All Elite Wrestling.
0: I'm glad that everybody involved was sure enough and realized what they had in their hands and, and ran with it. Now having said that, just to kind of put some put uh, WWE in their shoes had this have happened do you think that they could have done something as clever as this i'm thinking that they might have ended up dropping the ball or something like that or just kind of not even done anything with it at all
1: they would have done absolutely nothing with it and just kind of put out there that oh yeah. those are false reports and <laughs> yeah you know the champion has the, the the title belt and they would have just taken another one that they another one of the tv replicas <laughs> that they've got Yeah, which I mean, are only like five grand. Yeah, yeah. So for the WWE, what's five grand to make another TV championship belt, Mm -hmm. um, and just had them run with that belt until the real one was found or whatever, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I believe that they're still doing the Velcro thing too, right? If I mean, it's been I'm not watching WWE TV on the regular, but the last time I saw, I think they're still doing the Velcro thing, right?
1: On a large number of yeah, the championships, yeah. they are still doing Velcro. Yeah. Which. I was never a fan of.
0: Yeah, it, that still irks like me. It, it irks still me. Don't like it. I, I'm not
1: going to get into it, but I don't like
0: it. I <laughs> still don't like it. I, I like the nice, big, glorious, real championship title belts. I'm sorry, we're using the word belts. That's what and if you want
1: good quality championship <laughs> belts, my friends, check out Ooh. FanduBelts.com where you can get yourself a big gold or a classic tag team. A Andre the Giant replica title belt or a Bob Backlund championship title belt from years ago. Shameless plug for FanDue belts. And no, we're not getting paid for <laughs> this, but I own two of them Shameless. and I love them.
0: Shameless plug, but they, they they make a hell of a good product there, so I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> so something that I think I do mind, that this is something that I, I had to do some checking to in to, to really... Make sure that this was the case here. Now, are you familiar with the People's Choice Awards, Carl? Yes. Okay. So just to leave that so to everybody here, uh, in case you didn't uh, catch Tables, Athers, and Chairs this week, I actually went through this with Joe, but I figured, hey, I had to go through this with Carl and get his thoughts on it. So the the People's Choice Awards, uh, I don't know if this has actually happened yet, but um, they there's, one of the categories is Best TV Show of the Year. Let me just restate that before I name all the nominees. Best television show of the year for 2019. So here's the nominees. We have Game of Thrones. Everybody knows Game of Thrones. I'm not a particular fan, but it's a very popular show. We have Grey's Anatomy, still very popular. Stranger Things, kind of like a Stephen King type of uh, storyline going on there. Walking Dead, of course, extremely popular zombie Uh, genre TV show, Big Bang Theory, very popular sitcom in the United States and Canada. I don't know about uh, anywhere else. Uh, This is Us, Riverdale, and Monday Night Raw as a nominee for best TV show of 2019. What do you think of them being nominated, Carl? What? (laughs) That's
1: what I said. Yeah, honestly, I mean... One of these is not like the others, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, you hit right on the head. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I don't understand why they would be included in that uh, pop culture. Sure, I could understand them, you mm-hmm. know, being like in in a type of pop culture kind of thing, um, but I mean, I guess it's 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 okay to be in there, mm-hmm. I guess, because. Uh, like, television shows, y- you go out there and, I mean, you're you're putting out, you know, a kayfabe product to people in television shows. Yep. Right? Like, Stranger Things, right? Yeah, those monsters in there aren't real. Nope. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Uh, Sheldon Cooper is gay, so he would <laughs> never have married... Shocking. Uh, y- y- you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... WWE, as well, putting out a fabricated product. Mm -hmm. Sure, I guess you know after you know all of that, maybe. But I mean, you're looking at like 17 degrees of separation here. Um, (laughs) Probably more, yeah. Just to include them in that.
0: I, I mean, just when you you look at all the other ones, like it's all sci-fi and dramas and sitcoms. And then we have a sports entertainment show. Like it just, it's, it just doesn't fit, you know, that they don't have a legitimate chance of even remotely winning this when you look at the competition. No, not at all. You I mean you could literally pick any one of these, and you know, with the exception of maybe Riverdale, because I wasn't really a fan of how they they took the Archie comics thing and made it into a horror that never really kind of appealed to me. Uh, every everything else, I would rather watch than Monday Night Raw. Yeah, right. Yeah. G- Game of Thrones, yeah, I never really got into that one either, but I would probably tune in to watch that. Yeah, you think so? If I had to pick. Between that and Monday Night Raw, you know, I would probably pick the because yeah, hey, I like the, the medieval uh, fantasy stuff as you know as much as the next person. But sure. uh, with the the mediocre convoluted storylines going on on Raw right now, still, it's it's a that's a tough sell, and still scratching my head even a week after having this topic down on paper here of how they even got nominated, I I, I don't really have a logical explanation for that girl.
1: Yeah, I I really <laughs> don't either. I mean, yeah, not at all. That's that's crazy. I'm not
0: really getting it. So some more WWE stuff here, Carl. Well, it's been a little while since we've gone through a. I mean, we've done a lot of previews of AEW shows and Ring of Honor and whatnot, but we haven't really done a WWE one in a fair amount of time here. So I figured we'd go through the Clash of Champions. This is going to be happening relatively soon. This is happening on the 15th. It's kind of sneaking up on us already. So I figured we'd kind of go through the card and kind of get some predictions and see what's kind of going on with these people.
1: Sure. Sounds good to me. Like you said, it's been a while since we've done this, so Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always happy to do it and, uh, maybe, you know, give our own predictions.
0: Yeah. So this is in no particular order. It looks like King of the Ring final. Um, have you been keeping track of this uh, tournament at all?
1: I have been trying to. Um, I don't even
0: know who the finalists are. I'm a little embarrassed to say that, actually.
1: There there really isn't any <laughs> finalists uh, announced right now. They're still doing their, their other stuff, as far as I know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um, Let's take a look here. King of the ring, 2019.
0: So. well, I, I th- Actually, I think it, uh, it's come down to a triple threat actually with, Bar- I think it's Baron Corbin, Joe, and there's somebody else in there that, uh, my memory escapes me at the moment, but I think they actually turned it into a triple threat for the final, which is
1: odd. They, no, they have not. Okay. Uh, we're, we're looking, um, Samoa Joe and Ricochet. Yes. Versus Baron Corbin on the Raw side. Okay. And then we're looking at Elias versus Chad Gable on the SmackDown side of things.
0: <laughs> Elias versus Chad. That, that's their side of the final. That's awful. Yes, Chad Gable actually went through. Beat Shelton
1: Benjamin, beat Andrade, wow. and now is facing Elias. Uh, and then the winner of those two respective matches are going to be in the final at this pay-per-view. Oof.
0: That's weak on the SmackDown side. <laughs> i got to be honest. Blythe and Chad Gable. Um, um, do, you, do you
1: know all the names that were on SmackDown side, though?
0: Uh, not off the top of my head,
1: man. Do we're we, going uh, a little off of topic from uh, from the pay-per-view, but... No okay, worries. So, on the SmackDown side for the King of the Ring, we had, starting everything out, Andrade versus Apollo Crews. Okay. Shelton Benjamin versus Chad Gable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Buddy Murphy versus Ali.
0: That's a good matchup.
1: And Elias versus Kevin Owens.
0: Hmm. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Those,
1: those were all the names. Whereas on Raw's side, we started with Baron Corbin versus The Miz. Hmm. Sami Zayn versus Cedric Alexander. Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. And Samoa Joe versus Cesaro
0: definitely stronger on the raw side you know, when it comes to the, uh, the actual guys. <laughs> I, I, I miss the King of the Ring just being an actual pay-per-view. I think I, I like that for, for this particular type of thing, the tournament in the WWE, the way that they go about it. I liked it so much better when it was just all on, on one show. <laughs> and- Me too.
1: It was so much better then. I mean – I still subscribe to the WWE Network, so I've been able to go back and watch some of the ones from, you know, like 93, 94, 95, you know, and and those those were the times when it was actual king of the ring. You went out there, the whole pay-per-view, that's what it was surrounded around. Uh So you had all of your matches going all the way through, and the one final winner at the end took out everyone else along the way. Uh,
0: This is the the tournament, the the pay-per-view that made Stone Cold Steve Austin into the, the huge star that he is. He beat Jake the Snake Robertson and dropped that famous promo. That's where he arguably made the biggest impact and that's where that character was really born. To now, it's it feels like just an afterthought. You're right. Stone
1: Cold was born then and it has now become an afterthought.
0: Yeah, not a fan of the current way that they're doing it. So next up we have... No, no idea where this is going to fall in the car, but this is the, the next one I'm seeing here. We have Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. This whole thing has just it's gone in so many different directions, and I, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Because they, they did this whole reveal of who attacked Roman, and it was just some guy that looked like Eric Rowan. I don't even know if he was a, a wrestler, or worker, or whatnot. But now I guess Rowan's turned on Daniel Bryan, and now Roman and Eric of course, have got to have a match. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, he tried to you- murder me, uh, now I need to paint you in the ring. <laughs> Like, yep. I don't get it. Man. I don't get it. Is that that's exactly it. Oh. I mean
1: yeah, I uh I don't know where they've gone with this or why they've gone in the direction they did, but yeah, apparently it was you know, Eric Rowan that uh, did this and it wasn't this mysterious lookalike and, uh, you know, <laughs> was just strung around for a while and, uh, now is taking legal action against Daniel O'Brien and Eric Rowan. And uh, I hope he wins. And, uh, and that none of that's true. Kayfabe. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, outcome of this, what are we going to see? I think we're probably going to see Roman Reigns come out because he's just The baby face.
0: Oh, he has to win. And I think you got to put the storyline to bed because it's just, it doesn't even make sense anymore. Just, just end it. Roman winning is the only one that only outcome that makes sense. So from that, we have the United States title match, which from what I'm seeing is still to be determined. We don't know what's going to happen there unless you have that match on your end, Carl. Uh, Let me take a look (laughs) here. I'm still showing TBT. TBD, which is to be determined. And we're, what, six days away?
1: Okay, so I'm seeing for the WWE, the Universal, the Raw Tag, yep. SmackDown Women's Cruiserweight, SmackDown Tag, I see. Um, Yeah, I don't see here at all the U.S. Championship.
0: Still to be determined. So can't talk about that because we don't know. Uh, we are going to have the... Intercontinental title match which I have a suspicion that this is, it's got pre-show written all over it because it's, they don't care about that title anymore. It's Shinsuke Nakamura, the current champion, versus The Miz. This is a match that looks great on paper, but you know, faulting myself, of course, because I mean, I have been watching the weekly programming all that much, so I haven't caught any of the build to this. Hey, you got two great guys, they can always pull out a good match, but if, if they're relegated to the pre-show... They're not going to be given any time to work. I think it's going to be a great disservice
1: to the Intercontinental Championship belt if they do decide to put this on the pre-show, considering the amount of publicity that they've been putting around the 40th anniversary. Yes, Mm -hmm. people, 40th anniversary of the Intercontinental Championship title belt. So given that, they should have the IC Championship a little bit higher on the card and play out... Throughout the show, little clips of other people starting, you know, years way back and coming all the way through of, you know, different championship wins for the IC belt. That is how it should be played out. How will it be played out? Probably pre-show, which is ridiculous.
0: Regardless of where it is in the card, I'd really like to see go back on The Miz because, dude, that guy can when he had that title the last time, he, he made it important again. Like he did some really good promos and whatnot. Going back a little bit further when he had it, when, uh, when Daniel was still off that, that legendary promo that they did on SmackDown, like when he, he got Raid motion Raiden in the face of the camera and whatnot. That's the kind of stuff I like. Give that guy the title again.
1: I absolutely love the Miz as the Intercontinental Champion. Yep. If he never wins the world heavyweights or the universal championship belt again, but continues and ends out his career as the IC champ. I'm happy.
0: Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with it as well. I'll go from that to the, the raw tag team titles. We have Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, which this actually won't be their only appearance for the evening. They are the current raw tag team champions versus Robbie, Robert Rude. I don't know want to come Robbie, Roode. Robert Rude and Dolph Ziggler. Another match that, um, it looks decent on paper. I mean every competitor in this match is is great, but the this combination of singles wrestlers, it it's it's a typical Vince McMahon thing. Let's throw these random guys together that are gonna be facing each other later and let's make them into tag teams and see what happens and then it's just the same old formula again. We see this all the time.
1: Yeah, we definitely do. Um I think we're going to see the titles change. We're going to see them go to uh, Bobby Roode or Robert Roode and yeah. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, just it, because you haven't been watching the product, they've really kind of taken the two of these two guys and put them together, and they've they've really worked so well together. Yeah. And it's really been a good push, not not just for Ziggler and not just for Roode, but for both guys. It's been a huge push for both of them as of late. Oh. Uh, so. And I mean, not just a push as in like here you are getting a championship match, but I mean like a push in the actual characters and the actual everything that's going on with the two guys. So they're becoming a little bit more and more of a household name as opposed to just being names in the background. So I think we're definitely going to see the the tag belts go on, uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Robert Roode. So that's that's my take on it. I don't think we really need to see Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman as the champs.
0: No, I think you got to keep this relatively short, too. And and Robert Roode, just coming into NXT, uh, they did really good over there. Unfortunately, I don't think that they did enough with him over in NXT, but since coming over to the main show, I don't know your feelings on him as a whole, but he's been so damaged up up to this point. And somebody that, that I really figured would have gotten already to that kind of, you know, at least persona wise up to that Randy Orton kind of level. I know not championship reign wise, but, you know, up to that, that level, at least, you know, persona and impact wise and just just, uh, there's so much potential with this guy and not even potential, the, the, the guy's a veteran and it's like they, they just, they completely oversaw him and now they're just starting to pick up the slack a little bit now, but it's like, is it too late to fix him?
1: I don't think so. I don't think it's too late.
0: Yeah. I hope not because, uh, dude, I mean, the guy's just, he's Canadian too, right? So uh, obviously uh, we're sentimental there, but, uh, and an impact, I mean, him and Storm are amazing. I I, I still have this hope that Storm can get back in there and they can bring these two guys back together because then things would be right in the universe. Yes, they would. (laughs) That'd be great to see. Now, going from that, we have the women's tag team title match with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. This just feels to me like it's just a. Uh, I gotta say, for a good portion of what we're already kind of seeing here, this it, it feels just like a a card for a weekly TV show so far. Like it, it doesn't feel like a like a big big fight feel to it or anything like that leading up to this at all and just uh, like these matches we i feel like i see these all the time just going through these
1: yeah you know i mean it's yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know what more to say on that
0: and, and character wise i know they're trying to do some risque stuff i mean with mandy rose and sonny deville i mean they're they're kind of pushing there a little bit where they're almost kind of making it look like a like a bit of a lesbian storyline and whatnot. And just, I, I don't know if, if that's really working with that. I, I mean, they're both good talents on their own. I, I think it, they're just reaching for some risque content, but if you're going to do that, I mean, you got to kind of go a little bit further with it. It's like they, they want to kind of do this stuff, but then they, they just, they, they give up on it. You know, the, if you're going to go something like that, you got to kind of go all in, so to speak.
1: I, th- I think the the whole problem with that tag team right now is that they're they're testing the waters, so to speak. Yeah, because we're we're gonna be seeing, you know, very soon, October. It's coming quick. Yeah, uh, you know, SmackDown's gonna be on Fox, so <sighs> they're kind uh, of testing waters to see how this is gonna play out. And and you y- you gotta know that. Fox execs are looking at this product and going, okay, so no, we're not liking this. We need to go and talk to them right now before it hits our television channels, <laughs> uh, right? So they're, I, I yeah. think that's what WWE is doing is just kind of testing the waters and 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 taking things to a level that they're not going too far with it so that Fox comes and says, nope, nope, you can't do that. Yeah. But keeping it at a level where Fox is going yeah, this, we're okay with this, right?
0: Yeah. We'll see what happens with this. Um, overall the women's tag team titles, I know there was a lot of hoopla and then going into it, it's for me, it's fallen pretty flat so far to this point. And I think they could have done so much more with it, including some of the other brands like NXT, NXT UK, even some evolve, you know, you have a lot of women talent to work with and it just feels like we're always using the same four and six people.
1: We, you're right, we are, but... It's a I'm really interested.
0: shallow tag um, division. Or, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly it. It's very shallow. So more with the, the women's stuff here. And this is a, a match that... It, it's, it's a little confusing to me um, how this has kind of played out. We have the SmackDown Women's title match with Bayley, the current champion, versus Charlotte Flair. This is arguably... I mean, they, they, they just had... Bailey turned heel recently, which is, it was a little odd the way they went about that. And now that some time has gone by, I don't like this heel Bailey going out against a baby face Charlotte Flair. I really feel it should be the other way around. Charlotte Flair, I don't know how you feel about her in this kind of character. I I think she's way better as a bad guy or a bad girl in this case.
1: I'm okay with Charlotte Flair either way. Yeah. Uh, does she thrive a lot more in the heel promo role? Mm-hmm. Definitely she does. Yep. But if they need her to kind of step up and be a babyface for a while, she's okay doing that too. She she can uh-huh. do it, not as well as doing a heel, but she mm-hmm. can do it.
0: Yeah. Now, and the strange thing too, when this Bailey heel turn happened, I'm not sure if you had a chance to catch a corolla. This was a segment that I did get to watch it's another one of these cases of we're getting the wrong reaction from the audience when this is happening. Bailey turning and heel and the crowd cheering popped huge for this when you're supposed to be booing.
1: Well, very true, but this is something that they've been waiting for for such a long time. And finally, yeah. you know, the WWE is given it to them and they're happy about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Yeah, I get it. You know, we're supposed to be all, oh, she turned heel. But when you've been waiting for it Man. for so long and then you finally get it, you're cheering. You're so happy that it's almost like finally they've listened to
0: us. Man got to wonder what the feeling is backstage with this, Uh not only with Bailey, but uh especially with uh Bray Wyatt and this Fiend character, that Vince has got to be going there. Oh, what, what, they're they're not reacting the right way. You, you got to think that he is confused and is getting pissed off with this, that, and I mean, like I just said, the the Fiend, the, this Bray Wyatt character, he's his heel and as bad as they get. And like the, the crowd eats it up and they love it. They're cheering. You know, th- this is a a, a big uh, shift in things that have happened from the way WWE is now to the way it used to be, Carl. When the bad guys were bad, we were booing and then and vice versa. Now, it's that whole paradigm and th- that whole thing has completely shifted in the other direction now. People love the bad guys and they seemingly don't like the good guys anymore.
1: Thank you, Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. Right. Because even- that's technically... Essentially where it all started from was that Stone Cold Steve Austin era of you know people loving Stone Cold who's yeah. the guy who is beating up his boss, right? So yeah, no no I totally get it. Yeah. Um it's 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 totally backwards from you know days gone past, you know, the the eighties into the early nineties where it was you know you had like Diesel and Razor Ramon going yeah. out there terrorizing and you're you're upset you're mad because they were bad guys yeah. and you know Shawn Michaels was the bad guy and the babyface and the bad guy and the babyface and the bad guy and the babyface um <laughs> but i mean like you you had like these legitimate yokozuna uh, rest his soul he he was a bad guy mm-hmm. and people knew that and people didn't yeah. cheer him because he smushed Hulk Hogan yeah. you know they cheered him because well, they didn't cheer him. They booed him they, because he's the bad guy.
0: Yep, I think the only time he ever was cheered when he was when he was teaming with Owen Hart. That's it. That, yes, and then that that was. I remember when that happened, I was just like, there's no way that this can work. And God damn it. Those two guys made it work. You you had, I won't say Owen Hart was a, was a tiny guy, but I mean, he was smaller than most. And then you had Yokozuna, one of the, the biggest guys ever, and geez, they, they made that work. And yeah, you don't really see anything like that anymore.
1: No, you don't.
0: And with the Stone Cold thing too, I don't think Stone Cold is so much of a heel. I was more, he was just like an anti-hero where he was like, he was, he was this good guy who just did stuff that, well, that we dreamed or that we hoped that we could do. You not know, like punching your boss in the face. don't you know, like, uh, you know, um, hosing them down with beer and stuff like that, or throw them in dumpsters and stuff like that. That's stuff that, I don't think it was necessarily him being a heel, just he was, he was this, arguably a good guy, but just, he was the, the, he was the anti-hero that, that just didn't take any crap. I guess so. And people so related to that. I know it it definitely resonated with me still to this day when I see that stuff, it's like, damn, it's like, I wish I could have done stuff that he did. Right. I wish I could throw my boss into a, (laughs) uh,
1: you know, a steaming pile of crap or, or, you know, anything (laughs) like, I wish I could go out there and just give my boss a stone cold stunner, Uh, boss if you're listening to this it's all uh, not true I would not do that to you thank you very much
0: I was just gonna say that so on the 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 raw side for the the women's title uh, for for wins uh, championship matches here we have Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks now this match has happened more than a few times in in NXT it was fantastic Um, now things have changed so much you know back then they were both kind of good uh, characters they were baby faces now Sasha Banks is clearly a, a villain, and Becky's kind of good guy most of the time, but almost kind of riding somewhere in the middle at, at some points here. This, this Of course, this matchup always has a good potential, but I just have a feeling there would be some shenanigans going on here.
1: Well, that was a great segue going from Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> talk into Becky Lynch talk because there has been that comparison made between the two of them. Yes. So Becky Lynch technically is kind of that anti-hero, I guess you could say, in this whole thing. Yep. Um, you know, definitely she's she's cheered and revered by the fans. Um, you know, the whole real-life situation going on even with her and uh, – Seth Rollins happening there, right? So people are happy and cheering for this. But at the same time, she's like, I'm here, I'm doing my job. I'm better than you at it, clearly, because I'm the champion. So shut your face and move <laughs> along.
0: Yeah. I, know, I I definitely agree. And they even had her give uh, Stone Cold Lost in a stunner. I think that was a promo for, for something. I, I forget exactly what. No, that, that was pretty well done. And I, I, I'm hearing too, that they might be doing something with Bray Wyatt and Stone Cold at some point too. That's actually something I'd kind of like to see as well.
1: Me too. From what I'm hearing, Stone Cold actually, um, says he's got at least one more left. Um, safely. He can do one more. And uh, yeah, uh, talk has been floating around there about uh, Stone Cold and Bray Wyatt. So i will have to say, see what happens with that.
0: I'm going to say a spotter segment, not an actual match. Uh, I, uh, I, I just I, I fear that we would get like a sting type of situation where he would get injured beyond repair. If something were to happen, not that I don't trust Bray w- with Stone Cold, just, I know that you know, there's always a chance of something there. I would just prefer like a little spot little or a little segment or kind of like what, uh, rock did a few WrestleManias back where kind of everybody kind of came out. He just did a few of his signature moves and then ended it something like that. I'd be, I would be okay with, but a full on match. Uh, I don't know.
1: I don't know how Stone Cold feels and what he feels his limitations are and the talks that he's had with his doctors But um, whatever it comes down to, seeing Stone Cold on my TV screen again, I'll be happy.
0: For sure. So going from that to we're having a rematch for the WWE title with Kofi Kingston, the current champion versus Randy Orton. I'm hoping that they step it up a little bit this time. The the last match wasn't bad, but just the the ending still left a sour taste in my mouth. I know that they were building up there, but um, I want to see them... You pull out all the stops. I almost kind of wish there was a bit of a stipulation to this match, to be honest with you.
1: And it's the WWE, so there is still time for them to put some sort of stipulation. We do have Raw and SmackDown both happening before this pay-per-view happens. Uh So we do have time to still have some sort of stipulation put on there, whether it's a last man standing or whether it's a no holds barred or, um... Whatever type of match you want to put onto it, you could even do you know a, a cage match or anything like that. and And I think people would really gravitate towards it because yeah. again, this is something that we have seen before. and um, not that it's it's anything that's become almost stale, but to see this, we really need to take it to that next
0: level. Well, I agree. And also, we're going to have for the universal title, Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. And of course, these guys are going to be involved. This will likely be earlier in the evening in the, the Raw Tag Team title match. I like both of these guys, but something about this, it, just, it feels like a, like an odd kind of pairing and a, and a setup to this. I don't know how you feel. How do you feel about this match? It's feeling like a face versus a face. Uh, it, it definitely is that. Uh, I would definitely agree with you there. I mean,
1: other than that, I'm I'm okay with it. I, yeah. Definitely, I am. Um, are we going to see Braun Strowman finally get that big win? I doubt it because they're super high on this Seth Rollins guy. Um, do I want to see Braun Strowman come out on top? Definitely, I do. I think it's more than deserving and more yeah. than time for it to happen. So, yeah, I'm... Having them, like, doing doing this whole thing, this is why I'm saying, you know, earlier on in the night, we're going to see uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler win those those tag team belts because yeah. th- throwing the two of them together as a tag team, like, the way that they did, and then to have them win those championships was, was boggling, mind-boggling, super perplexing to me. Yeah. But, I mean we're going to see them go out there and and even during that match we we could possibly see some some sort of thing happen where I don't know maybe Braun Strowman just kind of says screw this leave him my eyes on that universal championship and then that kind of plays a little bit more into that championship match for the end of the night so uh, it's going to be hard to see what they do right now but i mean that's that's how i'm envisioning things to go is that one or the other is going to just leave the tag team championship match and go no my eyes are on the top prize
0: which title, uh, at this point do you think has got more importance the the universal or the wwe title
1: honestly i think they're 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 kind of on a level playing field right now yeah we really don't have huge standout stars i guess you could say um nothing like back in the day when when we had like a stone cold that was carrying the belt or, or the rock with just the you know the charisma and the personality that he exudes out of himself um i mean even you even go back further you had like hulk hogan larger than life you had the ultimate warrior like like names like those are are how you see and think of you know world champions um these names just seem like they're I hate using these terms, but they mm-hmm. seem like glorified independent wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I hate right. saying it because I know that these guys are, are bigger than that and, and are so much better than that. A lot of the names on this, this card are so much better than that. But that's how the WWE is making them look, in my eyes at least. Um, so, I mean, in that respect, they're, they're almost on, on a level playing field
0: Oh, I definitely agree. All right. So before we go to our showstopper segment for this week, Carl, I forget we touch on something that is looking like it's going to happen before we uh, start over on Fox with SmackDown and that's the draft. It looks like we're going to be doing this again.
1: Yeah, it's, it's become a staple every year. It seems that they, in some small or large way, they continue to do this, this draft. Um, Honestly, you know what? I'm okay with it. Switch things mm-hmm. up a little bit here and there. Um, I mean, they already kind of have the champions that are kind of going between shows, which is which is fine. Yeah. But I don't think that, uh, that we're really able to see uh, the best that all of the talent can give unless we allow them to go and uh, test the waters in other promotion or other brands, not promotions, but brands.
0: Yeah. Now... That uh, SmackDown is going over to to Fox as, as we mentioned. Could we possibly see with this draft that it feels more like when they're doing the the NHL draft or when they're doing like the NBA draft or something where like, everybody's kind of surrounds like a kind of like a war room type of feel? That's something that I'd like to see with uh, with something like this to just to to mix it up a little bit because usually they just do it during the show and it's broken up by matches and. I would almost maybe even do it as, uh, maybe not a network special, but find some way to, to maybe even just do it as a standalone thing where where it's, it feels like an actual kind of sports draft. I fully
1: agree. That is something that I think has been lacking for for a long time. Um, I think the last time we really saw something with that type of, of aura to it was uh, back when, like, uh, Alexa Bliss got drafted drafted to the main roster kind of thing from NXT. Like yeah. you had everybody that was all sitting there and then all of a sudden you saw like, oh, this person got drafted. They did it up on the screen. They had uh, presenters come out or they had the people, you know, the the uh, commissioner and uh, you know, stuff like that come out and, and then they, they kind of, you know, chose their people and stuff like that. I think that they need to do that. But you're right, in an entire show Make that a separate show. Um, even if they save the last hour mm. for that, you you know, you, you do one hour of this could be the last time you see this person on SmackDown. Yeah. And then the next hour, have that entire draft happen. I think that's probably a better way to do it.
0: You could even show little shots, there doesn't have to be any audio tied to it at all. You could. Have it, like I said, you could have that war room kind of feel to it where you have, you know, at the table, you have guys like Jeff Jarrett and, uh, and, an Abyss and all these kind of like Paul Heyman, all these guys, you know, sitting around the table and make it look like, you know, they're kind of like wheeling and dealing and stuff like that. To to me, I would find that kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, me too. I definitely would.
0: Right. So whether they go that route or not, who knows? Like I said, with SmackDown going over the Fox and with them wanting that more kind of sports feel to the whole thing here. I think that it would only make sense to do a sports style draft to appeal to that audience.
1: Yeah, I think so as well.
0: All right, Carl. So we're going to come back with our showstopper segment here. And I figured we'd look at our picks for what we would feel would be the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. So we'll be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by Collar and Elbow. Collar and Elbow was founded on the traditional values of professional wrestling, two entities working together to create a product intended to connect with people on an emotional level. Symbiotic relationship where one cannot flourish without the other. We strive to create a product that embodies our passion for professional wrestling expressed through street fashion. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com and use the offer code JKpodcast to get 10% off at the checkout. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafill back here on Turnbuckle Talk.
1: Yes, we are, guys. We are at that favorite time of the show. We are at our show stopper segment.
0: Yeah. All right, Carl, we're going to have some fun with the show stopper segment this week. We are going to pick our Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. So for, for those who maybe aren't familiar with, with what – Mount Rushmore itself is, it's in the United States. I forget what state or part of the U S it's in, but they basically carved out into the side of a mountain, bl- larger than life faces of, four the, the founding fathers. I'm, I, I'm not even sure who exactly is on there cause I'm more Canadian, but, uh, I figured we would, uh, do our wrestling version of that. Now, would you like me to go first or would you like you to, go, do you want to go first, Carl?
1: Go ahead. I'd like to see who you have on there.
0: Yeah, I have a pretty interesting mix, I think. And for me, the the first one on the, uh, on the list, we're going to pick four because the actual Mount Rushmore has four faces on it. Number one, got to be Ric Flair. Uh, arguably one of the greatest of all time. Number two, I've got Andre the Giant, who is probably one of the first real legendary sports entertainers, something you could call him probably the first to kind of fit into that category. Um, Mr. Bruno Sammartino would be the third one, arguably one of the best old school wrestlers of all time. And my favorite of all time, Mr. Rowdy Roddy Piper. That would be my Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling.
1: Wow. It's
0: Um, a good list, right?
1: It it definitely it is. We actually have a couple of similarities uh, on those lists. Yeah. Um, You're not going to like some of the names on my list. I can guarantee you that. Uh, I can guarantee that you won't like at least one of those names. I have a feeling. (laughs) My Mount Rushmore. And I will save the one that you will dislike for last. We're looking at Ric Flair. Bruno Sammartino. Nice. Vince McMahon Sr. Ooh. And Hulk Hogan.
0: Ooh. Yeah, that last one. Um, at the same time too, I I, I totally get his influence in professional wrestling I mean, you can't ignore it. But for me, uh, I have people that uh, I feel rank up a little bit higher, but hey, to to each their own. I I knew that we weren't going to have the exact same picks, but uh, definitely, uh, A good group there. And Vince McMahon Sr. is an interesting one.
1: If it weren't for Vince McMahon Sr. and the contributions that he made to professional wrestling and allowing his son to take over, we would never have what we have today for the world of professional wrestling. Without Vince Sr., there is no Vince Jr. Without Vince Sr. passing the business to Vince Jr., Mm -hmm. there would be no wrestling that we see today. I feel,
0: anyways, for sure. And out of my four, the, the two big ones that stand out for myself, Andre the Giant. Like I mentioned on a previous episode, not that long ago, he is still even with him being gone now, still one of those personas. When you go back and you know watch the documentary, or you go back and you watch that match with Hogan and WrestleMania three, or or whatnot, there just is nobody that has that persona and that in that presence like Andre even to this day, I, I don't think that there's anybody that has been like Andre and there will ever be like Andre. So for that reason alone, I have him on mine. And of course, Mr. Rowdy Roddy Piper, who, I mean, one of the best talkers in the business who could back up in the ring. Like he wasn't, he wasn't the greatest actual wrestler of all time, but just the, the persona and the character and the, the, the speaking ability off the charts. And you know who that's rubbed off on is his daughter, who is now getting into the business. If you listen to most recent episode of Hating the Marks with Jargo and Rick, uh, Jargo had the awesome pleasure to sit down and talk with Teal, and she is a great talker. And you know she's like to her, by her own admission. You know she's saying uh, that I'm she knows how to do all the promos. And she feels that she's a real natural, but she's really concentrating on the in ring thing. the in ring work, sorry. And if she's half as good as she is at talking, then she's going to be just fine. That's, that's great. I haven't actually (laughs) listened
1: to that interview yet, but I definitely need to go back and uh, listen to that at some point.
0: Fantastic. And yeah, she's got all the potential in the world. And just when you listen to her talk, it's, she's definitely her, uh, her father's daughter. (laughs)
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, and just um, really excited to see. And she's going about things the right way too. She's at that. Um, she's at the Wow Training Center, which uh, she's training with Selena Majors. I mean, when it comes to female trainers, that's one of the best that you could possibly learn from. So I'm really excited to see what her future holds. If if she mentioned before, she even has just a, a speck of the talent that her father has. We're gonna be talking about her more.
1: I think hundred percent. We're going to be talking about her more.
0: Yeah. Now, for your four that you had picked, Carl, who, who's your, your main one that really stands out? If you have more than one, um, again, Vince Senior,
1: uh, just because, yeah. I mean, without him, there, there, I don't think there really would be anything today. Um, and then from that, Ric Flair, uh, just coming in. I mean, you had Bruno Bruno Sammartino, who was just a powerhouse and just just the right guy at the right time to come in and really um, put a name onto professional wrestling. But then you had Ric Flair come in and with as boisterous as he is, he really made it uh, more uh, more flashy and more entertaining mm-hmm. for people to, to kind of want to come and see these. Um, now, don't get me wrong. There were names before that that did the same thing. Yep. Uh, but I think Ric Flair really, really took a little bit from each one of those from the past and and made who he is and really ran with it and because of that um, became a huge household name. I mean, to the point where like even sports teams are you know doing
0: woo yeah
1: and you know like just, just music videos about Ric Flair and you know all of this different stuff. So definitely, that's probably the biggest
0: and it's interesting like you had mentioned with uh, Vince McMahon senior that you know I think definitely professional wrestling would be different had had he not come around and we're, we're seeing that things almost come full circle to back when it was kind of like in those territory days where it, it it's really almost starting to feel like that again. We ha- we have so many people that are are getting closer to that top, you know. Now we have AEW, we have Ring of Honor, we have Impact New Japan making a more of a western presence just uh yeah, it it almost feels like it's kind of getting back to to that feel again and uh I'm hoping that some more competition, some more pressure will really help WWE to to step things up so that uh, I don't have to be as critical of them all the time. I know I People say that uh, I'm, I'm hating on WWE, but as I mentioned before, I'm not hating on them. I'm just being critical because I, we actually want them, and I, I want them to be successful. It's not that I want them to fail. We want them to be good so that um, that everything else would just kind of fall into place and everything else is good, too. So,
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, we definitely don't want them to fail because that, that would, that would that'd be terrible. Yes. All right, Carl. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this week, unless we have any breaking news going on.
1: Not that I have seen. It has been, unfortunately, a uh, slow week Mm -hmm. in the world of professional wrestling, so to speak. Um, Nothing too, too major. I do want to say, though, that I am very happy that our friends uh, down in Vero Beach, Florida area, Kim Artlip and Ignite Wrestling, that they were um, not in direct path of Hurricane Dorian and that they are safe, they are good, and everything is going forward for their next set of uh, their next pay-per-view show. Or not pay-per-view, but their next live show that they're going to be putting on there. Yeah. Um, so I'm very happy about that. Um, she's a good friend of ours, so I want to make sure that uh, everybody knows. Because if you've been listening for a while, she's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. She's a great person. Love that girl. So very happy that she... And the company are doing well down there.
0: I think even our friend, uh, Jim Phillips, who is writing for the GorillaPosition.com, has uh, kind of teamed up with her as well to do some writing for her over there. So that's some really good stuff there too. Yes. And one more thing from, for myself, uh, before we do go, Carl, that, that I almost forgot to kind of mention, we had just mentioned uh, women of wrestling. We don't really have any kind of way to even illegitimately watch it here in Canada. So for anybody that's maybe involved with uh, with that company over there, I know it's still relatively small over there give us a way to watch in Canada, put it on, on the Fight TV app or some possible way that we can watch this, because I've been hearing nothing but good things about this, and yeah. all I can see are little clips on YouTube, and I'm, I'm really bummed out because I, I hear that it's really, really good, and I, I want to watch some really good uh, women's professional wrestling. So find a way to make this happen, guys. Bring it to Canada so we can watch it. I hope so. Alright, Carl, well that I guess that about wraps it up. We have no breaking news, no lost title belts, any of those kind of shenanigans this week. So I, I guess we'll wrap it up and we'll see you guys on the next one. Ciao.
1: It's me, it's me, it's an be to beat because As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at hitting the And I invite like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have the content especially enough up by the flagship show, getting the marks pro wrestling podcast. You can find that all at getting the Right.